0: There are four things you need to know upfront. One, while we are talking to you, we're not talking about you. Your specific situation may not apply to our general podcast analysis. Two, the info we're using came from sources we think are reliable, but their accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed, not even by the companies issuing the data. Three, you cannot rely on the past results of any investment for future performance. The past is never exactly repeated, so past results can never predict future performance with any reliability. Four, there are many kinds of risk in any investment, no matter what may or may not be guaranteed. Look closely and consult your investment, legal, and tax advisors for deeper one-on-one discussion and analysis. Today we're talking about bubbles. Bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. What kind of bubbles? Stuff that's so easy that Michael Jackson's pet monkey bubbles could do. (laughs) That's a pretty funny way to look at it. Are we talking about like kind of nice little bubbles that tickle your nose in a glass of champagne, Connor?
1: No, not nice bubbles. Not, Not wonderful, playful bubbles, bath bubbles.
0: No, we're, we're talking about the bubbles that form when everybody starts piling into something and, and pushing the value higher and higher. We call them asset bubbles. Um, anybody got a good example of an asset bubble that you in your lifetime? GameStop? GameStop, wow. yes. Uh, well, that was a very particular kind of a... Uh, well, the, the first move up actually wasn't a bubble. That was, that was a short squeeze. But then everything afterwards that happened was exactly a bubble because it was all based on hope and I don't want to miss it. Right. So yeah. Uh, Good example of a bubble in our lifetime. How about you, Lila? When I was 21 years old, I bought a house with a subprime mortgage. No, I was 20. Oh, well uh, (laughs) you you got burned by a bubble. I got burned by a a bubble. Um, well, it depends. Let's talk about what a bubble actually is. Uh, you know, sort of the classic case of a bubble was what people call was the was the great tulip scandal that we, I think we talked about mm-hmm. in the in the basic series, where in the uh, 17th century, uh, the value of a tulip bulb, a thing you plant in the ground and it just grows a pretty flower, became as valuable as a house because that's what people thought about it. And the thing that I want to talk about is how do they get started? How did subprime mortgages get started? How did the GameStop thing get started? How did the tulip bulb get started? I'll talk about three other ones too. In 2000 internet stocks, anything with a dot-com became a bubble. In 2006, anything with subprime mortgages in it became a bubble. And I will say to you that in 2021, everything with an NFT in it has become a bubble, along with student debt. Now, why do they form? Accessibility and simplicity. That's a need for it. Well, I don't know that there's a need for it, but accessibility and simplicity. All right. Whether it was a tulip bulb, whether it was you getting a subprime mortgage, uh, or or, or be able...
1: buying a crypto puck, I wish. It it, <laughs> it
0: was something that was so easy to understand. It was simple. It was accessible, and all you had to do was a couple of easy actions, and you would get rich, right? Buy a t- tulip bulb, hold on to it for a couple of weeks, sell it in the market.
1: Yep, mint this ape, sell it for $1.3 I uh,
0: For an NFT, that's right. Subprimes, I don't even need to have an income. I can go get a house. I can go get a house. I don't even have a job. Can you, right? still, do, can you still do that? No. No. No, uh, because <laughs> no these <we> bubbles, <laughs> every single one of these bubbles collapsed in a horrible way. But they all started in a very simple way. They all started with a very easy idea that got communicated so that anybody could do it, right? When when .com started in, in 2000, you couldn't, not everybody could start and build a .com, but everybody could identify a .com stock and buy it, right? They didn't even have to have profits. I'm telling you, people were telling you the value of the stock had to do with how many eyeballs were looking at a website. How that connects to money, I'll never understand. But that tells you the bubble got very, very hot. Doesn't
1: that still go on today with Facebook and all the ads money? That's why money. This Is, nope. is, is just people eyeballs on a page?
0: Nope. Uh, I will tell it's you how that, YouTube and
1: TikTok and all these influencers based their entire. But they're
0: real businesses. They actually have cash flow. they they are actually making money
1: off uh, the amount of eyes that are on their page.
0: Yes, but back in 2000, they weren't making any money off of the eyes in their page. And trying to predict who uh, could uh, turn eyes into money uh, on their page was very hard. So, for example, Pets.com couldn't do it, and they don't exist but anymore. But with
1: Pets.com, say so you had like 50,000 eyes a day. Wouldn't you be able to sell it okay to Pepsi? Like you can just throw your little ad on the side for 200 racks a year or whatever the heck. You know, mm-hmm. isn't that the value in the eyes on the page?
0: Uh, if, if, if the cost to bring the eyes to the page is lower than the ad revenue you get from the page, yes. But if you see where it can go the other way real fast, right? Yeah. Point is the bubbles form because it's an easy thing. You know, day trading, get into it. Everybody, uh, cryptos, everybody get into it. I mean, you see the ads now I see, um, oh my God, it was a Jeff Goldblum. Uh, hawking for cryptos. I mean, to me, that's almost <laughs> Matt the, Damon. Crypto. Matt Damon too. Also, mm-hmm. to me, that's that's a sign of the end of the universe. <laughs> okay that means the bubble is stacked up super super high just the way it was when pets.com was buying super bowl ads in 2000 just the same way in 2007 when 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 mortgage pros were arguing with me saying joe Sixpack, normal guy who owns a house will always pay his mortgage no matter how underwater it is and i kept saying uh, why would that ever happen the bubbles happen <laughs> because they're simple they're easy and and then there's an investor psychology that happens It goes like this, FOMO to MOMO to no-mo, right? Ah. Fear of missing out, everybody piles in. That gets the MOMO, the momentum going, and then it bursts and you got no more anything.
1: Yeah. That's a bubble.
0: (laughs) Now, in the 1920s, a gentleman by the name of Charles Ponzi noticed this investor psychology and said, hey, I could play a game with this. It got called a Ponzi scheme. Anybody know what a ponzi scheme is?
1: Um yeah, it's it's
0: they've been very popular for a long time.
1: Is, like every chick in the uh energy drink game, every or like energy bars or makeup, there's constant ponzi schemes going on where
0: you But that yay. didn't explain what a one is. You sell you, you buy
1: <laughs> I don't know how it works. It looks like a pyramid, though.
0: Well, you're basically... I think you might be talking about multi level marketing. Yeah, MLM. Right? <laughs> and that's different. That's different. A Ponzi scheme and, and, and multi level marketing look the same, but here's the difference, okay? In a Ponzi scheme, I get my first investors and I say to you, Connor, and you, Leela, I say, uh, give me a thousand bucks. I'll give you back fifteen hundred bucks in three months. I'm that good. Now you go find other investors and you bring them in. And every time they bring in money and we give money back to them, you're going to get a piece of their money. So every time they make an investment, you get richer. The Ponzi scheme depends on not actually making more money, but you bring in more money from late investors to pay off your very first investors so they get rich they tell the story of how they got rich and then it spreads and everybody's pouring in money and and then when the music stops most of the people lose their money they do 80 to 70% of the money 80 to 70% of the people just lose everything mm-hmm. and and those early people get rich and that's a Ponzi scheme. It was one that was, that was done very well uh, and got busted. I think in 2008, it was a guy named Bernie Madoff. And I would tell you, it was always there. The information was always there. All you ever had to do was think in your head, Bernie Madoff with all of my money and I'm broke. See, that tells you right there. You should have never given him his money, right? <laughs> <laughs> or give his, he, given him your money. Is it illegal what he did? He's in prison. And not only is he in prison... Uh, his Ponzi scheme was so deep that he didn't let his family in on it. And so his kids are now dead. One of them committed yes. suicide. Yes. The other one mm-hmm. got cancer all because their dad was running a Ponzi scheme for 20 years.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. Right.
0: This stuff is, it's toxic. You, you, our whole point here, in case you haven't guessed it, is when you see everybody running in the same direction for the really easy, easy money, it's probably a bubble forming. Yeah. Stay away.